Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Your effectiveness as an individual, your effectiveness as a family, our effectiveness as a church, our effectiveness as a community, as a nation, is a function of how well we are able to know and to walk in the will of God. How effective you are in your life will determine, is a function of how well you are able to know what God wants you to do and how well you are walking in that thing. Because if you don't know the will of God, you are doing your own thing. You are just doing trial and error. And if you know the will of God and you refuse to do it, it's a different story. The Bible tells us about the children of Israel. The Lord's will for them is that they will have no kings. His intention for them was that he was going to be their king. They were going to be a nation of priests. But as the time goes on, when the Lord appeared unto them in Sinai, they said, no, we don't want to talk to the Lord. So they appointed Moses. Moses cheered the word and tell us. God walked with them on that one. Then later, when they eventually got to the promised land, they not wanted to be like every other nation. The Lord wanted them to be, he wanted to minister to them on an individual basis. They said, no, he appoints us a king. So what you find is that when you do not know or you refuse to walk in the will of God, the effectiveness, your effectiveness in life is diminished. And the children of God, were, the children of Israel, were not able to occupy or conquer and actually live out the full potential that God has in store for them. So your level of effectiveness in life is a function of you knowing and walking in the will of God. And the only way a man can know and walk in the will of God is for that individual to walk under what I refer to as an open heaven. Okay? To walk under open heaven. In other words, knowing and walking in the will of God is a function of you living constantly under the presence of the Almighty God. In other words, you know you are walking with Him. You understand what He's saying. You understand what the Spirit is doing. You understand the direction He's leading. You understand the things that God Almighty is doing at every point in time. The only way you can live effectively is when you are living under that particular constant presence of the Almighty God. Knowing and walking in the will of God is a function of living under an open heaven. Okay? And that's why the psalmist said in the book of Psalm 91, he said, He that dwells in the sacred place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. If you walk in the noonday and you are walking, you find that your shadow moves around with you. When you live under the prayer, when you abide in the secret place of the Almighty God, and you, and you, and they, 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 then, they, they, then you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. It means you are going to be in the presence of the Almighty God. The heavens will be open. God can have a conversation with you. And he can tell you exactly what he wants you to do. And that is when he begins to show you the things that you do not know. He said in the book of Jeremiah, he said, call upon me and I will hear and I will answer. And I will show you great things that you do not know. That will only happen if you are living under an open heaven. In other words, knowing and walking in the will of God is a function of you constantly living under the shadow of the Almighty. And the question this morning is, what is open heaven? What is this thing that we're talking about that we're calling open heaven? And who is qualified to live under that open heaven? That is what we're going to be talking about this morning. What is this open heaven and who is qualified to live under open heaven? When we talk about open heaven, we are talking about the nearness of God to us, the closeness of heaven to us. When we talk about open heaven, we are talking about 
the sense of God's presence with you. When you are praying, you know that the presence of the Almighty God is there. When you are moving, you know that the presence of the Almighty God is there. You know God is visiting with you. You can hear His voice. He can speak to you. You know His mind. You know the direction He wants you to go. That's what we are referring to when we are talking about open heaven. When we are talking about open heaven, we are talking about living constantly under the shadow of the Almighty God. In other words, you are aware that He is with you. You are aware that the Lord Almighty understands, you know, the Almighty God can minister to you, can speak to you, can address the situation and circumstances that is going on in your life. That is what we mean when we're talking about living under, you know, living, uh, well, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about open heaven. Living constantly under the shadow of the Almighty God. When we talk about open heaven, we're talking about having a sense, a, a sense of clarity of thought, a sense of clarity of heart, a sense of clarity of mind that is made possible by the awareness of the indwelling spirit of the Almighty God. In other words, we are aware that the spirit of God lives in you and is ministering directly to you. You can hear his voice. You can leave, you can, you can sense his prompting. You can understand what the spirit is doing at any point in time. When we talk about hope in heaven, that is what we're referring to. Constant, God constantly stepping into our lives, into our situation. Giving us the direction that we need at any point in time. That's what we're talking about living under open heaven. Because it means that you have access to headquarters. It means that when the Lord is speaking, you can hear. It means that when you're speaking an instruction, you understand. It means when he's telling you, this is what I want you to do, you know what he's doing. You are not in doubt. You are not in confusion. You are not wondering. You are not praying and, uh, and your prayer appears to be hitting the ceiling and falling back onto you. No. You know that you have an access to the throne of grace. That is what we are referring to when we say open heaven. And this is what Isaiah was talking about. If you look at the book of Isaiah 64. In Isaiah 64, reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us that He said, oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. In other words, Isaiah is crying and he's saying, God, tear down the heaven and, and step into my situation. It's a cry for God to step into his situation. A cry for the nearness of God. A cry that God Almighty, don't let me hang around. Don't let me be alone. And there are many who talk, you know, there are many of us who wake up one day and just wonder, where is that connection? There are days when you want to hear God speak clearly unto you. There are days when you want to feel the, His loving arm around you. There are days when you want to show that you can cry upon. There are days when you want to actually see God face to face and ask Him some very some very simple questions. There are times there was a particular message we did here some time ago when we talk about when we say when God does not make sense. There are days when you look at what is going on around you and just wonder, God, where are you? Okay. That is when you need open heaven. Open heaven is therefore living in the presence of the Almighty God continually. Being aware of His, of his presence around you. Knowing that yes, you have the attention of the Almighty God. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about open heaven. And the question is this, why is that important in the life of a believer? Why is it important? Why is it important that you must have that particular connection? That you must have that particular access? That you must be able to hear his voice? That you must be able to see him intervene on your behalf? Why is it important in the life of an individual? Why is it important for a man to live constantly in the presence of the Almighty God? It is important because, number one, you enjoy the presence of the Almighty God. I don't remember, I don't know how many of us who have fallen in love when you are younger. And when you are falling in love and then you, you are seriously in love with this particular individual, you find it very difficult to stay away from that person. And you'll be talking all sorts of nonsense. Even into the midnight. 
If they say you should give account of what you talk about, you have no record of what you are talking about, but you know you are talking. Why? Because you enjoy the fellowship of that person. The voice of that person is music, even if that voice is terrible. It's still music. You enjoy it. The reason is because you are fellowshipping with that person. When you are living under the open heaven that we're talking about, we're talking about you enjoying the presence of the Almighty God. There was a particular preacher that gave this analogy. He said that when, you know, you, you hear about Enoch, the guy that God took away. He said Enoch was that kind of guy. That every day he will be talking with the Almighty God and he'll just be chit-chatting. God, did you see that person? Yeah, did you see this? Did you see what I did here? And then he and God will be talking and talking. God will visit, he will visit God. God will visit, he will visit God. Then at the end of every day, just like they do back in Africa, I'm sure Enoch must probably must be a Nigerian. So when they come back from war, when they come back from, you know, after the visitation, Enoch will say, God, let me see you off. And then they will start walking. You know, after they will say, bye-bye, good night, see you. And then they will go back home again. They were doing that every time, every time. You know, that Enoch lived for a very long time. Eventually, one day, when they still were talking, as they were talking, and Enoch was seeing God back into his, into his kingdom, they started walking. They started walking. They started walking. And they walked and talked and talked and talked. And the night fell. And God looked and said, Enoch, your house is very far. Why don't you just come and stay with me? And that was how it was translated. <laughs> That's the Bible according to us. You know? But the, the point you are making is that when the heavens are open, you enjoy fellowship with the Almighty God. When the heavens are open, it is important because you hear God speak to you. You hear God speak to you. There are situations where you want to find out the mind of God. When you live under constant open heaven, you don't begin to guess this is what I think this is what God is saying. I think this is what God means. But you have an understanding of what God wants you to do. You hear him speak to you. It's not what we're talking about in the church these days. Where we say, oh, God told me today. And then God will tell them to do something today. Tomorrow God will tell them to do something else. And then just tomorrow. So then you begin to wonder, who's God is talking to this individual? Eh? Who's God is talking to you? Because that God appeared not to be able to make up his mind. Today he wants you to dress in yellow, tomorrow he wants you to dress in black. Tomorrow, today he wants you to divorce your wife, and then tomorrow he wants you to marry another one. Which God is talking to you? But when we're talking about staying and living under open heaven, we're talking about it is important because you are able to hear him speak. Clearly. Not only that, you know the mind of God. You know that the things that God wants to do. Not only that, you are able to connect to the working of the Spirit of the Almighty God. You know what the Spirit is doing. You know what the Spirit is saying. You are able to discern. You are able to understand. You are able to connect. You know exactly what God wants you to be doing at any point in time. And finally, it is important for us to open, for us to operate under open heaven because you are able to see the invisible things that God is doing. The Lord opens your eyes. The Lord opens your ears and you are able to hear. And the Lord gives you an opportunity to be able to touch those things that are intangible. And that is why you see some people, you know, you see some ministers when they are preaching, they just tell you, they say things. It's not because they just want to say things. It's because the Lord opens their eyes and they see things that you don't even understand. So when you live under open heaven, like I said, you see the invisible. You hear the inaudible voice of the Almighty God and you touch the intangible things that he's doing. And that is why people like Abraham were able to say that yes, I know, I am a hundred years old. God is still able to do great things. That's why somebody like Anna can say I know that God Almighty will be able to give me a child. That is why people like uh, that particular woman that went to say that went to Elisha after the Sunday, he said, I know that when you pray, this child will raise up again. The idea is that when you live under constant open heaven, you can see what God is doing. And what is able to do in your life. Seeing the importance of living under open heaven. The question then that comes up again is that. What happens to the man or the woman. That lives under constant open heaven. What happens to that person. If you see a guy. 
or is she a woman, or is she a boy, or is she a girl, that lives under constant open heaven, what kind of life, what kind of things happen to this individual? Let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, that we read a few minutes ago. At the back of your bulletin is there. Reading from verse number 16, the Bible tells us, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. What happens when the heavens are opened over the life of an individual? Let me quickly share with you four things. The first thing that happens when the, when the heavens are opened over your life is that your understanding is enlightened. Your understanding is enlightened when the heavens are opened unto you. The Bible says when Jesus was baptized and he came out of the water, he said the heavens were opened unto him and the spirit of God descended. Prior to that time, we never heard that the heavens were opened yet over him. But until that particular time, when the heavens open, that is when the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when the Spirit descended upon him. His understanding, understanding becomes enlightened. Your heavens open, your eyes become open. Okay? Your understanding is enhanced. Your spiritual climate changes when the heavens open over your head. And that is when, when somebody is talking to you, when you are living under constant heaven, you can tell who is giving you, who is telling you cock and bull stories. You can tell who is being faithful and who is being true. You can tell who is being, you know, you can tell who is just trying to, somebody who is just trying to pull your leg because your understanding is enlightened. You have enlightened understanding. The Bible says when the heavens were opened over our Lord Jesus Christ, he saw the Spirit of God. That implies, that tells me that until your heavens are opened, the Spirit of God will not be able to minister to you. Until the heavens are opened over your life, you might not even understand what the Spirit of God is doing. Over your life, over your circumstances, you might not have a clue what is going on. This implies that until the heavens are open, you have no spiritual insights. You have no understanding of what is happening in the spirit. And that is why I feel very sorry for the people who say they sleep and they cannot dream. Because if you sleep and you cannot dream, you have no understanding what is happening to you. You have no understanding what the devil is doing. You have no understanding what God is doing. You cannot receive instruction, you cannot receive warning. When your heaven is open, you have no spiritual insights. So when your heaven is not open, you have no spiritual insight. You will not have insight into what is going on in the supernatural when your heaven is closed. And there are many people who walk like that. Their eyes are closed. Their spiritual understanding is closed. Their heaven is sealed off. And as long as your heaven is sealed off, you pray and it appears as if God does not hear. You seek for God and it appears that God is far away. And the Lord Almighty asked the question. He said, the eyes of the Almighty God is not blind. His ears are not deaf. His hands are not shut. He said, but there is something that keeps your heaven closed. And until you deal with that particular thing, you might not be able to understand what the Spirit of God is doing. So, when, until, you know, when your heaven is open, what you find is that you have an understanding. Your understanding will be enlightened. Number two, when your heaven is open, you have what is called divine impartation. Okay? There are some things that you can learn. And there are some things that you can only be in, that can only be imparted onto you. There are some things that you can, you can, you can, you can study. And there are some things that must be given to you. Okay? Unless you receive certain things, you may never be able to have them. When the heavens are open over your life, there is what is called a divine impartation upon your life. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was baptized and went out straight out of the water, he said, Lo, the heavens was open, and he, and, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. In other words, the Spirit of the Almighty, he didn't just see the Spirit of God, it fell upon him, and it remained there. 
that tells you something. There is a divine impartation that comes upon your life when the when the Lord gives you an opportunity to see what is happening in the spiritual. When the Lord opens your eyes to be able to live under constant open heaven, you will find that there is a divine impartation that turns your life around. It turns your understanding around. It turns the way you minister, the people you relate, the way you do things. Everything you talk changes when the Lord breathes upon you. That is the impartation that comes when the heavens are open. When your heavens are open, there will be not just the impartation, there will be an endowment. The Bible said the Spirit descended upon him and alighted upon him. And when the heavens are open, he pours out his treasure upon his people. He pours out his treasure. The Lord is in the, in the, 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 the blessing that we seek from the Lord. It's not difficult for him to release those blessings. The question is, do you have the capacity to handle it? The second thing that do you even understand what you are asking? But when the Lord opens your eyes and you see what is available, when they give you instruction, you don't argue anymore. And that's why you see the closer you are to God, the more humble you become. The closer you are to God, the more, the more patient you are. The more, the closer you are to God, the more you realize that you don't even know what you think you know. Because the impartation from heaven is released upon us. God releases his blessing. God imparts supernatural gifts upon the people that live constantly in his presence. Number three, what happens when the heavens open? What happens is what is called divine validation. Divine validation. Now what do I mean by divine validation? Look at verse number 17. The Bible says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. When the heavens over your life is open, what you will find is that you no longer live in a fog of uncertainty. This insecurity issue is no longer there. You know who you belong. You know who you belong to. And you know that you have access to him. When you have a father and you have the access to go to that father, there is no fear in your presence anymore. If there is a bully at school or a bully at work and you have somebody who can fight for you, you don't fear. You are able to challenge that person. You are able to make a declaration in front of that person. Let's assume that my younger boy here, this, uh, this little boy here, Debola is there. And Debola is going to school. And there's a boy that always bully him, and I know nobody can bully Debola because you are, you are, you, you have, <laughs> you, you have that, you have that, you have that very aggressive spirit. But let's assume there's a boy that is harassing him. Okay? There's a boy that is harassing him. And then he comes to church, and he says, Pastor, this is what is happening to me. There's a little boy that is harassing me. I say, don't worry, I'll come to school with you. And when he's going to school in the morning, I'm standing right behind him, you know, with my, with my, with my Iron Man look, you know, and I put in my suit and I pump my chest up like this, and that boy sees Debola coming with with me standing behind him, he will be the best friend of Debola at that time. Why? Because you know, I will beat the crap, I will beat the daylight out of him if he messes with him. That is the same thing that happens when you begin to, when you live under constant open heaven. The Lord, for you know the presence of the Lord is with you. You know his angels are right there, next to you. You know that he can meet you at the point of your need. And so what happens? You become bold as lion. That's what Daniel said. The Bible said that the righteous are as bold as lion. And that's what happened also to Elisha. The Bible tells us that when the particular people came to arrest Elisha, and the servant came out and said, my master... That guy too was also in Nigeria. He said, yay, my master. Eh? <laughs> and because he said, yay, my master, Elijah said, relax, my boy, relax, my master. He said, God opened his eyes. And as the Lord opened his eyes, the Bible said that he saw that there was the mountain was surrounded by chariots of fire. And what happened? Everything changes. These people, the same people that came to arrest Elisha came unto him and Elisha said, okay, you are looking for who? You are looking for Elisha. I said, okay, go. And he began to give them direction. He was the same person they were looking for. He's the same person that was giving them direction to where they were going to be captured. The point you are making is this. When the heaven over your life is open, it takes away the fog of uncertainty. 
It takes away the fog of fear. It takes away the fog of insecurity. All those things that make you to be afraid, that makes you not to be able to say, it takes it away because you know who you are serving. And that assurance is there because the Spirit ministers it to you on a daily basis. You have the assurance that heaven not only have, that you not only have access to heaven, but that God himself will minister to you, will release his blessing into your life when the heavens are open. Not only that, number four, when the heavens are open, you have what is called divine instruction. Divine instruction. In the book of Isaiah, it was saying, you will hear a voice behind your ears telling you this is the way to go. That only happens when you live in the constant presence of the Almighty God. The Lord will not give you instruction when you don't even know how to talk to Him. Even when He's talking to you, if you have no relationship, you don't even understand His voice. It's like as if you are speaking English, he's speaking Latin. That's what it's going to look like. But when the heavens over your life is open, what happened? He gives you divine instruction. If you look at the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, from verse number 5, Peter was praying. And when Peter was praying, <laughs> I, I just remember the particular joke around this thing, around this verse. Some of us may not understand it because it's in a particular language in Nigeria, called Zorobo. If you read this verse of the scripture in Zorobo, it said that Peter saw four-sided sheets. Okay? coming down from heaven. There was a guy that was interpreting for his pastor. The word shit there, he translated it in, in his language. He thought it was really shit. He didn't know it was a piece of shit. He said, he said, In other words, he, he saw a sheet that has four edges. That's what I said. You must understand my language to understand what that means. But for some reason, I, can't, I just can't, I can't pass it up. So I just put that in there. But let's go back to what we're talking about. Divine instruction happened when the heavens are open. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, divine instruction happens when there is <laughs> when the heavens are opened over your head. In, Genesis, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter ten, reading from verse number five, he said, "Now send, he said, now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose name is Peter." This is talking about Cornelius. Cornelius was praying. The heavens over his head was open, and the Lord gave him instruction. He said, "There is another guy very close to you. Go and call him." And as the Lord was ministering to Cornelius, he was also talking to Peter. And was telling Peter, there is another guy that is going to come. And as soon as they show up, follow them. The Lord gives you instruction. He tells you what to do. I told you here, was it last week? That I was traveling all the way from my degree when I was still in when I was still in college. I was sitting in the bus. You know, we're looking for the cheapest transportation. I was sitting down in the bus and the Spirit of the Almighty God said, get up from where you are sitting, sit on the floor. I was wondering, why would I sit on the floor? There's a cow there that I don't on the floor. Why should I sit down? But the Spirit said, sit down. And I learned over the years not to argue too much. So I sat on the floor. Less than 10 minutes after sitting on the floor, the vehicle somersaulted and fall, you know. I was the only person that came out of that place with a scratch just on my leg. The point I'm making is that when the heavens of the Almighty God is open unto you, when you live in constant presence of the Lord, when you live when you're able to hear His voice, what you will get is divine instruction. It tells you who to relate with. It tells you who to go into business with. It tells you what to do, when to do it, what to say, what not to say. It gives you clear instruction. You know, it begins to tell you the things that you need to know when the heavens are open over your head. The question then is, how do you secure that help in heaven? How do you secure it? Or in other words, who is qualified to live under that open heaven? Because it's not just for everybody. The open heaven we are talking about, the relationship we are talking about, the Almighty God, is not just open for everybody. There are some select, there are some, there are some things that you must do to be able to secure that particular access. There are things that must happen in your life that will help you to be able to secure that access. We're going to use an example from the scripture. How do you secure open heaven and who is qualified to live under open heaven? Let's go back to the book of Matthew chapter 3. 
Matthew chapter 3. I want to start reading from verse 13 again. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I need to be but I need I need to be baptized of thee, and you cometh down to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it not to be so, suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, came straight out, came up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and uh, lightning upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased now from this verse of the scripture how do you secure an open heaven number one for you as a me for you and me to secure an open heaven there has to be a willingness to come to the presence of the almighty God we live in a generation where people want to serve God on their own terms they want to do things on their own terms. You are actually telling God that unless you do it at a certain time, I will not serve you anymore. We have this impression that if we don't serve God, God will stop to be God. Or we are doing favor, we are doing God a favor by showing up in church. We do all these things because we do not understand. But a man that will operate, a man that will enjoy open heaven is a man that is willing to come to the presence of the Almighty God. Look at that Matthew chapter 3 and read verse number 13. The Bible says Jesus coming from and Jesus coming from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized. Here was the creator of the heavens and the earth. Here was the word made flesh. Here was the incarnate word of the almighty God. Here was the one that was there from the very, very beginning. And the Bible tells us that this same person who need not to come to the presence of John came to the presence of the almighty God. Came to the presence of John. And you must understand at that time, in the nation of Israel at that time, that John was the one that was commissioned by God to minister to the nation of Israel at that point in time. He was the man that was responsible for calling the people to repentance at that time. He was the man that was responsible for baptizing people and being the forerunner of Christ at that time. He and, and Jesus Christ being the man of God, being the God himself, God incarnate, taught it not robbery, taught it not insult, to show up before another man. He knew himself, he knew his calling, he knew his responsibility, but he did not think it was important. He did not think it was beneath him. He went before him. He went before John the Baptist just to be baptized. The point we are making here this morning is this, that if you are going to enjoy the presence and the fellowship of the Almighty God, if you are going to enjoy an open heaven, you must be willing to come to God. Not on your term, but on his own term. You must be willing to come to him. The Bible says Jesus came to John. The man who seek, who will secure an open heaven must be the man that will be humble himself to present himself before the Almighty God. Number two, the man who will enjoy open heaven is a man who obeys God's command without question. Obeying God's command without question. If you read verse number 14, John forbade him. In other words, John said, no, 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 we can't do this. You are supposed to be doing it. I'm not supposed to be doing it. You know what? John understood the path of authority. He understood the hierarchy, spiritual hierarchy. But not only that, Jesus said, no way. He said, forbid you. He said, let it be so for now. Because number one, I understand you are the set man at this point in time. I understand you are the one with the commission at this time. I understand you are the one that God has called to do this repentance thing at this point in time. And for me to be able to minister to people and to fulfill all righteousness, let's do it the way it should be done. Not because you are better, not because I'm better, but just let's do it so that we can be able to bring other people, so that we will not create excuse for others. And that's exactly what Paul the Apostle was saying. When they talk about eating and prayer, eating, partaking of food that is uh, sacrificed unto idol. He said, you do certain things, not because you are right. You do certain things, not because the, 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 the people are better than you. You do it so that you do not give excuse to others to disobey the will of to disobey the word of God. And the man who will enjoy 
The presence of the Almighty God all the time is a man that does not give excuses to others to disobey the word of God. You don't live a life that will cause others to fall out of the way. You don't say things that will cause other people to be made, to, to, to miss to, to miss their journey with the Almighty God. You don't live a life that will bring things that will bring the name of the Almighty God into disrepute. The man who will secure open heaven is a man that is willing to obey the voice of the Almighty God. And this is exactly what Moses was saying in the book of Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. He said, "If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to and observe." Carefully all his commandments, which I command you this day, that, that the Lord your God will set you on, ha- on high above all the earth. And if you go to verse number 12, he says, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give you rain, in the, or to give rain to your land in the season, and to bless all the work of your hand. If you do what? If you obey. If you have been here for a while with us, we always say this. The blessings of God are conditional. You do your part, and God does his part. God will not do your part for you. And I can assure you, you cannot do God's part. It is not possible. So, but there is that relationship, there is that agreement between the two. And that's why the Bible tells us that, he said, we are co-laborers with God. We are partners with God. There are things that God will not do. He could have sent the angels to preach, but he said, you go and do the preaching. So the point we are making is that if you are going to enjoy open heaven, you must be a person who does what? A man who is obedient to the Almighty God. Number three, the man who will enjoy open heaven is a man that fulfills all righteousness. Let's, hold up, let's move on quickly. The man who will open, who will enjoy open heaven is a man who is willing to subject himself under authority. Not only that, the man who will enjoy open heaven is a man who will not take God for granted. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, We thank you for listening.